0: You're listening to the Murder Speaks podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back to Murder Speaks. I hope everyone's having a great week. So today's real crime story is about 16-year-old Marlissa Wells of Austell, Georgia. January 19, 2008. Her grandparents called 911. There was no sign of forced entry, and the back door had a small gap in it. The knife drawer had been opened in the kitchen, and there was a trail of blood. There was a little bit of blood on the banister, and there was blood spatter down the stairs and more blood in the bathroom. (music) Melissa Wells had at least 60 stab wounds. She had blunt force trauma to her head and fractures to her skull. She had a fork stabbed in her back. Inside a small trash can, the police find more than one bloody knife. It was a very violent crime. It must have been somebody who was really upset with her. She was living with her grandparents at the time of the murder and she was sent to live there because they were more strict. She didn't have any problems at school. The police talked to people in her community. A neighbor tells the police that they saw Marlissa let a boy in the house at different times without her grandparents knowing. It was a black male, and he had a green car. The family knows somebody with a green car, but it was a dead end. Now it's possible that Marlissa had a secret boyfriend. Melissa had been best friends with Saray Big since sophomore year. The police talked to her to try and find out more about Marlissa's life. She tells police that Marlissa talked about a guy named Matthew Wilkins, but nobody knew him. He went to a Christian school. And lived in a nice home in the suburbs. And he had no criminal history. When he left for college, Matthew and Marlissa continued to see each other. He was Marlissa's first crush. She even talked about marrying him one day. At the time of the murder, Matthew was living at the college in South Georgia. But Marlissa didn't know everything about Matthew. Detectives learn that Matthew was also seeing somebody else. She was the main girlfriend that everybody knew. However, Marissa was the relationship on the side. The police interviewed Matthew's girlfriend. She tells police that she saw text messages between Matthew and Marissa, and confronted him with it. She tells police that she dumped him and that she was at work at the time of the murder. The police were able to confirm that she was nowhere near the crime scene at the time of the murder. The police are unable to locate Marlisa's phone. So whoever killed her took the phone. So they look at her phone records. She had a lot of contact with Matthew up until the time she was murdered. When the police go to his dorm, he's not there. He's at his parents' home. His parents wouldn't let him speak to them without a lawyer present. So investigators get a warrant to search the home. At first, the police didn't find anything incriminating. But then they find a pile of clothes behind the furnace. Wrapped inside the clothing is a pair of white sneakers. But it appears nothing has blood on it. The police send the clothes to the lab for testing and find out the sneakers are not as clean as they look. Lab results come back and show that spots found on the sneakers are a match to Marlisa's blood. Marlisa's teenage brother Eric goes to the police and confesses a secret. He tells police that while he was visiting his grandparents, he overheard a phone call Melissa was having where she was being threatened. He also saw threats made against Melissa on social media, and the threats were being made by Matthew Wilkins. Melissa told her friend that she was pregnant. She tells Matthew to meet her at her grandparents' house and tells him that she's pregnant. And that she was going to keep the baby. So he killed her. He cornered Marlisa in the bathroom in the basement. Stabbed her repeatedly. Slammed her head into a toilet tank. Stabbed her in the back with a fork. And to make this even more disturbing and sick. Before he did all this to Marlisa. He had sex with her. At trial he was found guilty of murder. And he was sentenced to life in prison plus 20 years. And an autopsy later revealed that Marlisa Wells was never pregnant. Unbelievable. So this poor girl died for no apparent reason. She thought she was pregnant and told him, and he viciously attacked her and killed her. So two people's lives were ruined for nothing. He'll spend the rest of his life in jail. He'll die in jail for killing this girl. And Melissa unfortunately lost her life. This is a really sad story, and I feel awful for this family. I can't imagine how the mother feels. I mean, she sent her daughter to her grandparents' place because they were strict, they would keep her in line, and she'd be safe, and, you know, you're supposed to feel safe in your home, and this vicious animal just... just took her life without even blinking. It's just awful. Be careful who you trust. You know, there could be a wolf in sheep's clothing. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this week's true crime story. If you like it, please share it. Sharing is caring. And if you are a true crime addict like me, check out my store, crystalkiss.com. That's Crystal with a K for some murder merch. Start killing it with Crystal Kiss murder merch. Check out my YouTube channel, Crystal Kiss, for more real crime stories. And check out my other YouTube channel, Wendy Boo, where I like to play games like Among Us and Roblox. And check out my other YouTube channel, Puppy Planet, a vlog about all of our adorable little puppies. And I am writing my next book, Sin of Darkness, so stay tuned for that. Check out Himbestbooks.com for more information. Thank you so much for listening, and join me again on Murder Speaks. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks. Bye.